Hi, hello, welcome to the after party with our good, good friend Sarah Hopkins. Hey, hi, hello. <laughs> wow, your name is not Finale. No, it's not. What a good name, though. Thank you. Where did that come from? Tell us. Do you want me to be honest? Yes. So it's the name of a tertiary character in the film of Ready Player One. That's very <laughs> good. Yes. Not yes. that she's not in the book, because she doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> That's really good. Eric and I were on a plane a couple months ago. And, That's a great plane movie. Uh, yes. we I watched, watched on a plane, too. We watched the first two-thirds of the movie, because then we landed early. And two days later, when we got back on the flight home, was not there. So I don't so know how that ends. Didn't get to see the finale. No. Spielberg himself came on the plane and yanked it. <laughs> he did. From the entertainment system. <laughs> he said, you are being too sardonic. <laughs> no, you cannot have this. This is my movie. <laughs> I have a very important question. Not to derail this very good conversation. I'm Steven Spielberg, and this is my movie. Is and my voice. Is the, is the bartender a cat? The bartender is not a cat. Okay, what is their species? What is the species? It's a debaxi. What does that mean? It's big a cat, cat person. Big, big cat? <laughs> it's, yeah, it's like a cat person. I mean, they literally are a cat person, but they're not a cat explicitly. In the way that Tracy is not a robot, why would you say that? <laughs> Yeah, very similar, definitely. Meow, meow. Beep, 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 boop, I'm a cat, robot, meow, meow. (laughs) Okay, Um, but I want to know about the most important character in this episode. Sarah, tell us all about Finale, where she comes from. We know her name now. Oh, yeah. What's the deal? Who are you playing and why? Do you, like, want to hear Finale's backstory or... I would love to hear the process of you and Eric working oh, together. <laughs> oh, no. You both started laughing, and yeah. Eric almost spit out his orange juice. So uh, lay it on me. So you might notice that Sarah is on none of the podcasts in Multitude. <laughs> um, I don't have a podcast. <laughs> if you true. listen really closely, she is in the background of some of them. Yeah, she's she just actually, like hanging out in the back of spirits. She's like, great joke. She's Great actually, joke, Amanda. She's actually the baseline of the Potterless intro music. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, we played a bunch of RPGs with Sarah when we uh, went over to Connor, Amanda's brother. Whoa. We, uh, Amanda and I went over to Connor's house and we played a bunch of RPGs and we that's where we met Sarah. Yeah, he was like, oh, can I bring my dope friend Sarah over? And we were like, uh, yeah. And then immediately we were like, oh, you're our best friend. Aww. And that was, you know, a few short months ago, but we love playing games with you. We've gotten the chance to play Monster Hearts and Quiet Year mm-hmm. and a couple others, but this is your first time meeting Brandon. And yet, it all went so much funnily, seamlessly. It did go funnily. Humorously. Funly. Sarah just makes interesting choices and makes very good in-world jokes, which is a thing that we prize here at Joy the Party. <laughs> and, you know, if anyone has not played Monster Hearts before, y'all need to. You need Brandon, to play Monster Hearts, Brandon. Brandon, we inviting you. It's just two hours away. Why don't you come? It's too far away, it's honestly. T- it's far. It's far. That, that's the reason. Thank like, you for Like, if I lived here, I wouldn't go there. <laughs> <laughs> Fair. So yeah, it was great that we could get Sarah in. And then I literally just asked Sarah, what were you interested in playing? And she came up with this, I guess, fill in the details here. Okay. Finale's first incarnation was as a paladin. Mm. 
Um, same. Really? Yeah. Tracy what? was a paladin. I love paladins. I love being paladin. I love being paladin. <laughs> I am paladin. <laughs> Here be more. Um, in my D and D game with my friends from college, my character is a paladin. But you suggested bounty hunter as a background. Mm-hmm. And I liked that, but I thought that that didn't go so well with being a paladin. So I changed her to being a ranger. And I'm an artist as well as being a writer. So to like explore characters, I have to draw them a lot. That's awesome. That's really cool. That Thank certainly you. didn't make us more <laughs> inclined to invite you to join the party because like we so just feel okay about fan art. <laughs> I've been Facebook messaging Eric finale art since like <laughs> September. Months ago, yeah. <laughs> That's really cool. Like, it's That's a, awesome. A lot of people get into characters differently and I don't mm-hmm. think I've met someone who's drawn. Like, I've, I, I have to sketch characters. Yeah, too. that's yeah. really cool. I, I would that. love to, with your permission, I really want to post some of those sketches. Yeah, go ahead. They gave an idea of what I knew Finale could and couldn't do. I know what Finale looks like when she's drunk. I know what she looks like when she's confident. I know what she looks like when she's embarrassed. And like that gives me a lot of context, which is why I yeah. wanted to put her in both a situation where she felt comfortable and then challenged her in that place. So the only thing that Sarah and I really collaborated on, I'm like, oh, I need to figure out what happens next. Um, I wanted the guild. What, what was it called again? The faction. It's called Safe Haven. Yeah, and then you choose which guild you're in. Mine is Assassin, and so mine is Safe Haven, meaning that I get support in a skill of my choosing, in this case, survival. So we opened up this place, and I kind of wanted Finale to know what was going on, uh, regardless of the giant dog that just came showed up in the alley. <laughs> which I assumed belonged to you when you first showed up at the end of last episode. <laughs> Not my dog. <laughs> <laughs> you just know to be like, oh, cute doggo, go run. I kind of, yeah, I wanted Finale, I mean, we talked about this a little bit, but I kind of wanted Finale to just, like, deal with problems as they come. Like, oh, there's a dog? Let's throw something. Let's, mm-hmm. like, distract the dog. Wow, that sounds like the opposite of anxiety. <laughs> yeah. That What's great. that like, Eric? <laughs> Listen, it's a fantasy world. I'm trying to make everyone true, uh, true. fulfill what they want. And then we talked about what this bar might look like. And the funniest thing was we talked about it. And then like a minute later, I had the idea of the bar being shittier than the ante room. And I immediately called Sarah and I'm like, listen to this dumb idea. <laughs> if, that, like, if I cool, were to, okay. if any of us were to walk in that actual bar, we would immediately turn tail and run, run away. That's true. I don't know. I love dive bars. I want to get into this later. There's so many things to talk about, but I do want to get into like what our ideal dive bar or like comfort bar, go-to bar scenario would look like. I'm so curious about this character development through drawing. Mm-hmm. Do you just like start with your first idea and kind of as ideas come to you, see versions of that? Or do you have a process that you tend to go through through everybody and say like, okay, well like professional life, home life, I don't know, different scenarios. Right, no, it's just basically you sketch a character and you're thinking of the character, but as you see them, you know, you're able to imagine them in different ways. Yeah. I drew Finale in a lot of armor at first because I thought she was going to be a paladin. Then I would draw her in like the clothes she wore under her armor. Then like story ideas will come to you. Right. And, like, you know, suddenly she had this whole past and she, you know, was a functional alcoholic. Oh, no. Uh (laughs) I'm not following, like, any rules or any checklist. It's a lot like, you know, when you see concept art for uh, an animated movie, like, Ariel was blonde when they first drew Mm. her. And I like to draw. (laughs) No, that's super super fascinating because I think, I I don't want to speak for Amanda, but I think the way I go about it is I fully flesh out my character and then I 
the very last thing I do is talk about their appearance. Mm-hmm. Me too. Because appearance doesn't matter to me, like, at all, honestly. Mm-hmm. It's about who they are as a person and what they do, who they are. So, like... But, uh, of course, appearance has a lot to do with that. Like, it, it controls how right. the world sees them. Exactly. And it's another aspect you have to choose. But we just kind of approach it from different angles, which yeah, I think is really cool. How, in your writing, do your writing and drawing intersect and inform each other? Well, it's a little strange because when I was growing up, I just wanted to be a writer. And I drew pictures, but... I thought I was really bad at it. Oh, no. Uh, You're such a good drawer, though. Oh, thank you. Now I am. <laughs> Are you saying that practice has something to do with ability? Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. Probably. I didn't go to art school. So when I write, I sometimes sketch, you know, characters before I write them, which is helpful. But now, since I'm doing, like, a long-form comic, like, sketching characters before I introduce them in even, like, my script is really important because I need to know, like, what they look like and how they interact with the world. Tell us about your comic. Plug it. Do it. It's so good. (laughs) My comic is called Principles of Magic. It's a webcomic, so you can find it all for free online uh, at principlesofmagic.com. And it's about three 14-year-old girls who have magic powers, and they go to a finishing school that's all about teaching uh, young women how to suppress their magic. The dream scenario to be 14 (laughs) with friends and magic. I love it. (laughs) Eric, tell us a little bit more about the setting. Did you have an idea what plot you wanted to cover in this episode or what kind of, I don't know, long-term reveals you might want to reveal? <laughs> or did it? And the, did you then choose the setting for it or vice versa? As soon as Sarah and I came up with this like bounty hunter bar, I think everything kind of spiraled from there. I had this idea of there being a lot of rumors that you guys could pick up on but you know, you made these perception checks, so they were only that's what you guys picked up on. Mm-hmm. And I wanted it to be loud in a place where everyone talked to each other loudly because they don't have anything to hide in a bounty hunter bar. I guess tips, but like you can see that everyone kind of pushes each other out of the way to actually just get the jobs. Like it doesn't affect them if they talk loudly or softly. So if we had rolled like a nat 20, would we have gotten different gossip? Yeah, I, I, it wasn't like better necessarily. Well, it was better that there were like different striations about what they would hear. Yeah. So like you got an eight, so you only heard one rumor, but Anara and Finale both rolled the same number. So that means they heard two, but they didn't hear the same ones. Oh yeah, there are rumors on here that y'all didn't hear. Uh, what which... are they? I can't tell you. No, I thought I thought you were pointing me toward the midnight man. That was an urban legend that everyone had been kicking around for a while. So I'm interested to see where that goes. But the other, there are a few that you guys didn't hear, which I'm happy about. I really love the. I'm just gonna brag on Eric for a little bit. The subtlety. Honey roast. Honey roast. <laughs> Google gobble. Google gobble. <laughs> the subtlety with which this mechanic came about, where it's like you gave your players options in game without us necessarily even realizing that you were giving us options to play. I don't know. That was just really subtle and unique and really a really fun mechanic. Nice job. Yeah. I didn't realize it was like a choice of things to pursue until I was like, wait, one of those sounds like Alonzo. (laughs) And it's the feeling of like looking around a detective video game and being like, oh, wait, there's a glove on the table. There's a glove on the table. And like not realizing (laughs) it's a lead you can follow. Making a D&D game for a podcast is a lot more like a campaign in a video game or a story in a book than it is like a sandbox. Eric Schneider was just here in New York City, you know, one of the other dudes in Multitude. We were talking about this and it's like a D&D game is supposed to be boundless, 
right? You can choose to go wherever you want and fuck up whatever you want and just like make moves and the world responds. But one that's in on a podcast is on rails, but only in the way that like you want the story to go forward. Like I have a responsibility to make events happen or then this would be a boring podcast. I mean, there are ten plenty of times where like we could just watch Tracy like dig a hole for an entire day. <laughs> we could. With his words in a crowd. Listeners, look out for the next episode where Tracy just <laughs> digs, Tracy a hole. digs a hole. And in a D and D game, <laughs> in a D and D game, he could totally do that, and I would not stop him. But it's like we want to move things forward, so I want this to feel very much like a point and click adventure or detective game where you guys are running this down. And I felt like I wanted to change what we were doing after Labor Party was like the the control that you guys had with how you did the labors and in what order, but the labors were going to get done. Like, I wanted right. to see right. how you achieve them. Right now, anything could happen. Like, you dealt with Cole, and she has a match tomorrow. You can still, like, try to figure out who the Midnight Man is, and you can also... We could break yeah. into Radio Shack. Yeah, yeah you can go to Electro Shack is still <laughs> over there. I'm so sorry, TM, TM, TM. TM, 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 <laughs> Electro Shack. Or you could, like, try to just, like, nurse Cole back to health. Like, you guys have all of these choices, and we I want you to feel like We could go on a walking tour of the Historic District. <laughs> the histor- we could. Historic Infropolis. If we wanted hand thrown pottery. Ooh. Ooh. We could take a cooking class. We could take a knife skills class. Probably more to the point. More knife to the point. Yeah, that better. actually might help. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what's gonna happen next. I need to ask you three what do you want to do in the next episode. I wanna find the midnight man. Yeah, you can fight. You can find the Midnight Man. I want to fight him too. You want to because he's a perf. <laughs> I love. I love that. It's funny also having a new player because there's this tension of I know things as an NPC that I want her to know, mm. but I also want her to fill in. I'm giving agency to an NPC and turning them into a PC, right? Which is exciting. You name the guy Gerald, which I knew because I knew you knew his name. Finale knew his name. <laughs> right. Like I wanted you to say more stuff about the Midnight. Man. Like well, I was really it's excited. A, it's about a that. way for you as a DM to get information into the game that is normally not available to you. Yeah. You know, like you don't have to say it with your own mouth or, or in your voice through an NPC's voice. You can kind of seed the reveal or give someone else the agency to figure out when a piece of information is going to come out or not. And I imagine that must be exciting after normally it's you or, you know, you text one of us players which you've had never done before to like say something that the others don't know. Amanda and Brandon have both done that to some extent, but it was more like this is the tension that I had with Julia and Cole eventually. All the way back, Cole was just an NPC, but now like we have the opportunity to really explore and let other people into the story, which I'm more than happy with. Yeah, I'm really fucking excited to see what happens. <laughs> you guys. Oh, Sarah, we can say fuck on this one. Fuck. Yes. Yeah. Bastard. <laughs> Ass. All right, so you walk into a bar. What do you order as you and as your character? What kind of bar? Are we talking cocktail bar? Are we talking beer bar? Are we talking like... Bar of your dreams. Describe oh. the bar. Describe the drink. I like Brandon and Tracy. Well, see, the thing is, and I think, Amanda, you have the same life goal as me, is that I would like to open a bar so I'm old and have I nothing sure better to do. I sure <laughs> would. Julia Shafini and I want to co-own and open a bookstore slash cheese cafe slash bar where walk into the bookstore. Oh, a portrait of Teddy Roosevelt forging river on a moose. Amazing. You pull <laughs> down a biography of him from the bookshelf. A door swings open. Oh, it's a speakeasy called the Bull Moose Party. Oh, cute. Oh, that's what this arc is called, right? Oh, do you know? Oh, wait, Wait, did I ever tell you what the name of the arc is called? The arc is called Hunting Party. Pretty close. Pretty close. Yeah. 
Anyway. So, not bad. <laughs> yes, Brandon, I very much would. Tell me all about yours. Yes. So I want to keep it low key. Dim lights. Yep. Love it. Good. Hardwoods. Love it. Easy uh, to clean. No leathers. rules. Just right. No rules. Just right. But definitely not a speakeasy and something that is welcoming. So really, really high end cocktails, but in a really comfortable but nice environment. Wow. It's almost like joining the party. Really high end D&D <laughs> gameplay in a way that everyone from beginners to true experts can enjoy. <laughs> and I would sit down personally and get... Ooh, this is a good question. Depends on my mood, but definitely like my go-to is just like a really good old-fashioned. Yep. And then Tracy would get what's the most impressive drink? Impressive. Long Island iced tea for sure. <laughs> okay, good, nice. I think Inara would appreciate the vibe of a tiki bar, mm. but like a trashy tiki bar. Yeah. Where the straw is, is like there any other kind? pretty old. I guess there could be an upscale one, theoretically, like an ironic tiki bar. Well, yeah, Trader Sam's at Disney is like they're trying to do the tiki bar, but like clean. That's true. Yeah. You know, I haven't been to Disney since I've been over 21, and I have to remedy that. Did you know Trader Sam's is the only bar in Disney World that's classified as an attraction? I didn't Whoa. know that. Yep. Mm-hmm. But I think Inara would love to order like a zombie. Or some kind of like electric green cocktail. I think she'd enjoy like chartreuse, woodsy flavors, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, it's good. Uh, For Amanda, I love to walk into like a settled in Victorian parlor, you know, lots of big armchairs, fires, dark mahogany. Again, not too dressed up. I can go in there with my jeans and just read a book and not be bothered, but very much feeling like a living room that's been there in a Victorian house for a long time and probably been very into mezcal recently. But my go-to is some kind of like cidery. I had a pear old-fashioned the other day. It was really good. Sounds good. Yeah. Or like a very smoky, like a smoked whiskey drink. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. If you do a maraschino liqueur with an old-fashioned. Oh, fuck yeah. I have those Luxardo cherries in my fridge. Yeah. It's the one like fancy food I buy. (laughs) Sarah? I like a rum and Coke. Nice. Good. (laughs) Because like, I don't know, it's partly I love the delicious heart-killing Coca-Cola. <laughs> I hear it really cleans your engines really yeah. good, though. So. <laughs> I'm squeaky clean. <laughs> uh, but also because it's like a drink I can remember. And I'm like, oh, God, when I'm on the spot, I'm like, can I have a rum and Coke, please? Yeah, I have to have a game plan before I walk into a place. Mm. It's too much. It's too much, man. How about <laughs> Finale? Oh, Finale likes vodka on the rocks. This is like... <laughs> oh, good. That was like the this fundamental... Is oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And does the environment matter? Or just like the divier, the better? She likes dive bars, but I think she would also really like a bar in like a ski lodge. Ooh. Mm. <laughs> ski I know lodges bars are good because you've been exercising all day, so you forget how dehydrated you yeah. are. You have Man, one drink and you're gone. There are so many things that I didn't realize as a kid had alcohol involved that I have to do. Like the first time I was like 23 and my parents deemed to serve me alcohol at family functions. I was 23 <laughs> for the record. I was like, oh my God, this is how adults do it. Oh, it's Whoa. better. <laughs> drink responsibly, but also I want to drink while doing all the activities I used to do, like skiing. Don't drink while in a hot tub. Don't drink. Not drinking skiing. Afterward. 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 Yeah. Drinking in a spa? Oh my God. So much better than normal spa. Love it. (laughs) Eric, NPC you're choosing. Okay. Um, And you. Does Mac drink? No. no. I don't think Mac does. Probably. Mac feels like sober. Yeah. He feels like very straight edge right now. Mm -hmm. Like he's come all the way back around and now he's Henry Rollins. (laughs) (laughs) Just just milk from a saucer. Well, he's not a cat. So. It's from a tankard brand. Yeah. It's milk in 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 a mug. Let's see. For me, I really like non traditional cocktails. 
So using things that are not necessarily liquor to put into cocktails to accentuate them. I really like beer cocktails. I really like cocktails that have cold brew in them. And I really like, I don't, not like fruity necessarily cocktails, but cocktails that have fruit in them. Mm. Like actually using, putting food into drinks for Thanksgiving. We're recording this before Thanksgiving, but I've been convincing everyone in my family and they won't take me up on it. A cocktail that involves both stouts and cold brew is the perfect thing to drink before Thanksgiving dinner. If it's Brandon's beer, it needs to be large. But his head is nodding. It needs to be large so you can nurse it for a little while. And it needs to be hearty so it's the stout. But the cold brew suppresses your appetite and keeps you awake so you don't get too snug and fall asleep on the couch. I do like the cold brew thought process. That's smart. I really think you can combine the two. If you got like a milk stout and nitro then added stout. it. Or an, a nitro it milk stout. It would be delicious. It would be really heavy, so I had left room. Fill your tum. But then you would Where all the pie go? Where all the pie go, Eric? People snack. Well, no, that's what I'm saying. People snack before Thanksgiving, before the dinner, and that's the problem. You're feeding yourself by drinking the beer. It's a liquid snack, and also you're suppressing the rest of your hunger with the coffee. And then you add like bitters and garnish and stuff. What's your thoughts on like a Bloody Mary, but with like a whole cheeseburger? On? Oh, absolutely. I, <laughs> I follow like five Instagrams that are just that. <laughs> I'm convinced that a Bloody Maria is infinitely better than a Bloody Mary. What's a Bloody Maria? It's just you use tequila instead of vodka. Yum. So it actually like the brightness of the tequila. Even if you use like Deese tequila, it really punches it up. But then if you add That's bacon. That's Eric for decent, by the way. You add bacon, you add like a, a hamburger, you add a ton of pickles so you can snack on it and it like gets in, uh, it gets in the stuff. Mm-hmm. So really I'm just all like, about it. In food, there's a trend where like everything should be on a single plate with like layers where like if your chicken on top of your starch on top, like everything should be intertwined to be able to eat together. You just want that with food, but liquid. Like you want your meals to be one. Eric, did you hear about soup? <laughs> yes. <Yeah. Have> I <laughs> love soup. I do love have soup. I love soup? myself about soup. Yeah. I, I think it's you're more right. like you don't want to have to stop eating just because you're drinking. Anyway, yeah. Just like fuck me up. <laughs> <laughs> I want you to know that I had, and I don't want to pivot away from talking about beer and food because I could do that all year, <laughs> but I want to talk about my other obsession, which is telling you all the dumb shit that I did to prepare for this game. Please. But I came up with rules for four bar games that Finale could do for the challenge from Casey. What were they? Tell, Tell me. us them. So Drink the Drink was one that I came up with, so I'm actually really happy that you did it. Yeah. Uh, seeing if this thing would function. Snail racing, which was uh, something that Tracy did back in Pool Party in the back of the giant mistake. I'm sorry, Tracy did not participate. You participated, Wait, no, I did and, do that, you participated I? <laughs> and then you decided to be Batman and scare everybody with your crocodile. It's like when a cop goes undercover. He's not really doing... Right. And, and then you're like, I'm a cop! Here, here's my alligator! If I'm a cop, I can't tell you. <laughs> what are the other ones? I had an arm wrestling one, which would, is, would have been just like a straight up strength check. I knew that Finale was pretty strong, so I wanted to see what would happen. I wanted to pick that one because I knew I would win. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot more that would go into a Dungeons & Dragons arm wrestling contest than just like Ugh. two strength checks opposed to each other. I have other. a strength of like 20. Yeah. Finale is a beefy, a beefy boy. <laughs> B-O-I, boy. <laughs> and then I had, um, this is kind of like a standard that I've seen floating around D&D Dinosaur internet. Dinosaur racing. No. <laughs> I said floating around D&D internet, which is uh, like a drunken knife throwing game. Well, uh, that sounds dangerous. Basically, you throw knives at a target and you start with a relatively low AC. And then you take a drink and then every drink you do, the AC goes up. You need to eventually make constitution saving throws to not vom everywhere. So it's like the first person to... Miss or the first person to pass out is loses. 
Nice. Yeah. Man, I wish I knew D&D in college. That would have been a good pairing. <laughs> Eric, if we want to play Drink That Drink at Home, <laughs> can the can we do that? Well, first you got to find a wizard. Yeah, you have to make illusion. like, you have to get a hologram. <laughs> yeah, just some holograms. <laughs> you know, but I can release the rules. Uh, I have like this kind of bare bones version, but I will type it up and have everyone, if you want to play Drink the Drink as part of your bar, please Feel free to do so in your game. <laughs> what if we put five mugs out and cover them with coasters so you don't know which one has the liquid in it? Oh. Well, you'd have to pull a pull a Poirot and look at, like, which condensation is forming at an atypical rate to the others. I mean, honestly, that's, that's kind of, of what I wanted to happen in this game. The fact that I picked number four, like, I'm so proud. I want to. <laughs> I will say that I did say number. I wrote down number four, and I, I was sure to stick to it. But, yeah, I can't believe you pulled it out. Honestly, I didn't know. <laughs> I really I bad. didn't know what would happen. I had some idea of what would happen if Casey won. I think that like you guys probably would have done it anyway, mm-hmm. regardless. Yeah. Uh, I'm very happy you won. I'll say so. Yeah, me too. Winning feels good. Winning does feel good. Finale needed a win. I, I, had, <laughs> I had a feeling the finale had not. It had been a rough patch she's for her. Been, she's been through some stuff. Yeah. Well, Sarah, besides principles, P-L-E-S of magic.com, where can people find you and follow your work and see your drawings of our beautiful bounty boy online? Well, I'm most active on Twitter. So that's at Sarah M. Hop, S-A-R-A-H-M-H-O-P. Yay. I've heard of that. Podcast listeners love Twitter. That's true. They over-index on usage. I'm so happy I got to be on a podcast. <laughs> oh, man, you're so good at it. You're such a good role player. I love playing with you. Thank you for coming on the show. Oh, don't worry. Finale will be back. We've locked Sarah in, and now she's not it's, able to leave. Yeah. She has to stay in the studio. We're not going to record for another week, but you will be locked in the spare room. All right. That's fine, there I guess. There is a cute dog, though. It's true. So. <laughs> it does you and Philo. Beautiful. But yeah, it, it's so nice to have folks playing with us and to have the new energy and perspective of, you know, different characters that our characters can interact with. Mm-hmm. It's a really interesting, like Brandon and I, I feel like have made more significant eye contact in terms of like, what are we going to do? It's cool. It's like, you know, taking a car, you know, really well on a new kind of road or like trying a new recipe with different, like in a different kitchen. It's just, it's, it's nice. And we thank you for driving in and spending the time. Thank you for having me. Thank you. And we'll see you next time. Bye. <laughs> No, come back. You forgot your character Bye. sheet. No, Bye, we, we, Sarah. Play, we play drink that drink. No, Sarah's running away. Sarah, come back. Freak. <laughs> 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 Turning my key. Vroom, vroom, vroom. Jingle, jingle, jingle. Vroom, vroom. <laughs> this, is, well, this is 104.3. That's where I was <laughs> Stupid. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, thanks again for joining us for this after party. It's, uh, like we said earlier, exciting to have new people in the studio, but also, you know, it's, it's something new. So we appreciate your attention and your love and your questions. And that is going to do it for this week. So please tell us what you thought. If you are a Patreon supporter, you know, of course, that you have that Story Spoilers Discord channel where you can talk about this episode and this after party and the after party questions channel where you can leave us questions and those will go first on our list for after parties to come. 
We are also at Join the Party Pod on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. All three places are great ways to keep the party going outside of the episode release days and see photos of Sarah's drawings and tweets about all kinds of good things and memes and nice doggo photos. Whatever you might be looking for, I'm sure we have it for you. And finally, the very best way to support the show is to get a friend into it. Think of a friend right now who would appreciate these jokes, who would appreciate a badass half-orc bounty hunter, or would like to listen to what weird drinks our characters would order, and text them the link to jointhepartypod.com slash start. That has links to our beginner episodes, to our arc recaps, or to places where you can stream every single dang one of these episodes, after parties, and punch bowls. All right, I think that's it for us. Uh, in the meantime, have a good couple weeks. Bye, guys. See you later. You don't have to go home, but he can't stay here. Bye.